Is there a right way to criticize a piece of entertainment? Can someone go too far? Does criticism actually work? What better way to talk about this than to talk about my two favorite things, Star Wars and video games. Ever since Disney bought Star Wars, there's been controversy and mixed reactions regarding released content, especially the live-action films and shows. One of the best examples is Star Wars The Last Jedi. This film polarized fans. Some praised it for its creative choices and direction, while others criticized it for the story and how it treated the characters. I fall into the second camp. I absolutely hated The Last Jedi for its shallow plot and how they utilized Luke Skywalker, one of the most iconic and important characters in Star Wars. Fans took to YouTube and other websites to voice their displeasure. There was a guy on YouTube named Mahler who famously made a four-hour-long critique of The Last Jedi. It's actually quite good, and I even recommend it to people, even though it's essentially a mega rant. Solo, a Star Wars movie, and the recent Obi-Wan Kenobi show are other examples of content that got mixed or lukewarm reaction from the crowd. The Solo movie suffered from a poor, uninspired story, and the Obi-Wan Kenobi show had a lackluster B-slash-C-tier plot, questionable characters, and failed to justify its own existence within the Star Wars storyline. I really think how you communicate your grievances is just as important as the points you're making. Let's take The Last Jedi and the Obi-Wan Kenobi show as an example. These two pieces of media were a huge disappointment. Due to the writing, some of the female characters had poor dialogue and scenes, and there was the infamous Holdo maneuver from The Last Jedi that utilized hyperspace to destroy the First Order command ship. Reva had some poor, wooden dialogue, Rose Tico was an unimportant side character, and Rey was a Mary Sue. And these characters suffered not because of the actresses that played them, but because of the poor writing. Now, a lot of people took to YouTube to voice their concerns and frustrations with Star Wars. Obviously, with a platform like YouTube, you're going to get videos of various quality and commentary that you might agree or you might disagree with. During my hate-fueled YouTube sessions of finding Kenobi or Rise of Skywalker or Last Jedi critiques, I found some really good videos that really elaborate on the issues of the franchise and take great lengths to add interesting clips and editing. Channels like The Angry Joe Show, Red Letter Media, Jeremy Johns, and others do a fantastic job talking about Star Wars and its various issues. Yet there are some YouTubers who, in their critique of these Star Wars shows and films, end up making misogynist or racist comments. The sad thing is, they don't need to do that, and they shouldn't do that. A lot of these YouTubers make valid criticisms of the Star Wars franchise. They'll be talking about how Disney screwed up Luke Skywalker, and then go on a tirade about strong female characters. There'd be a good discussion on the boring plot of The Last Jedi, and boom, a comment about Rose Tico's physique. Now these comments on someone's appearance or skin color or whatever cheapen and delegitimize their arguments. 
This is ammo for Disney to attack the fans instead of providing a solid product. I'm not trying to sound like a Disney shill or a Disney defender. And they're ultimately responsible for making good films. And and they certainly have the resources to do it. However, there's a segment of the Star Wars fandom, uh, including movie reviewers, that seem to have a political agenda, which is really hypocritical and ironic. Because many of these content creators blast Disney for inserting politics into their movies. It's tough for me to take these creators seriously when they spend more time attacking SJWs or diversity or representation instead of actually talking about the merits of the film. Now, I'm not saying social justice, diversity, and representation are untouchable topics. They deserve to be discussed and debated on whether or not they contribute to a film's success or if they make it better. You can talk about the writing. You can talk about the action choreography, the dialogue, the sound, the costume design, etc., etc. But if you're spending a majority of the time talking about political themes and how Disney is injecting a liberal agenda into Star Wars, then you should probably make a separate video on that instead of framing your own political beliefs as a critique of the films. Let's switch gears to video games. I just talked about Company of Heroes 3 in my last episode. Company of Heroes 3 received the same levels of anger and disappointment that Star Wars The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker got. The game is still missing important features like replays, observer mode, maps, unit cards, in-game leaderboards, and so on. The anger spread like wildfire in the first two months of the game's release, with negative reviews and posts flooding the official Discord and Steam. I'm actually quite surprised by the Company of Heroes 3 fandom. I found a lot of the discussions on the official Discord quite respectful, actually, with a lot of helpful feedback and ideas being discussed. Part of that, it's probably attributed to the controlled and moderated environment of an official Discord. But I was actually quite surprised since Company of Heroes fans can be quite toxic. There were many heartfelt posts and letters written by longtime players and fans on the Discord server, and videos posted by Co3 YouTubers. While most of the community, including myself, can be quite cynical, it didn't stop players from having good discussions on game balance, on the state of the game, etc., and some players even offered lines of code to fix certain bugs and units for free. It was basically free labor, and they did it out of passion for the game and the franchise. Video games really seem to be hit or miss in terms of feedback and company responsiveness. The developers of Company of Heroes 3 seem to have taken player feedback seriously, releasing hotfixes and several major patches addressing player complaints. I was watching a Relic developer livestream, and the developers seem to acknowledge and understand the issues brought forth by the community and are interested in resolving them. The communication can be pretty spotty at times, and the frequency of patches can be improved, but it does seem like the game is moving in a positive direction. On the other hand, Dawn of War 3, which ironically is another Relic product, was completely shelved by the developers and publisher. 
Dawn of War 3 was a 2017 real-time strategy game developed by Relic and based off of the popular 40k tabletop game. Fans were up in arms about this game. It failed to satisfy fans of both Dawn of War 1 and Dawn of War 2, and instead of fixing the game and making it better, or at least tolerable, Relic completely abandoned the game within one year. Certain sports games come to mind as well. Players and game review sites have blasted EA's Madden series for years, and every year EA releases the same trashy product. Now, I personally don't own or play Madden, but I remember playing multiple iterations of that game with my friends when I was younger, and if you've played one game, you've played them all. Now, there's a reason why people jokingly say each Madden is just a roster update, because it's largely true. Players have been complaining about things like underdeveloped or missing features, graphics, pay-to-win cards, and other items for years, yet each Madden game is essentially a reskin and a roster update. So clearly, EA doesn't care about player feedback, nor do they intend to. There are some differences between video game and movie development, though. It's much easier to identify the director and actors within a movie production as opposed to video game directors or specific game developers. There are household names like Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, Martin Scorsese, megastars like Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, etc. These filmmakers and actors are known worldwide, and even if you don't watch movies, you've probably heard their names before. It would be a difficult task to name even a couple well-known game developers, and probably only hardcore gamers would know. This means it's easier to criticize and place blame on certain individuals in a movie production, as opposed to video games, where we mainly criticize the publisher or developer, since there are few recognizable names. It's kind of difficult to determine if Disney heard and applied some of the fan criticism over The Last Jedi, I don't follow every single piece of Star Wars news out there, unlike some hardcore Star Wars channels, but I do remember Disney being quite defensive and proud of the sequel trilogy. Although it's quite possible that it's all corporate PR speak, it does seem to have adjusted the way they're handling Star Wars. With all the backlash and divisive comments on the sequels, Disney might be trying to nostalgia bait the fans. For example, The Rise of Skywalker seemed like a course correction, revisiting old nostalgia and attempting to undo the plot points established in The Last Jedi. Disney is focusing on the original and sequel trilogy ideas like The Jedi Order by releasing Tales of the Jedi and Star Wars Visions. The Ahsoka trailer showed off a lot of lightsaber actions, so we can infer that there's going to be Grey Jedi or Jedi involved in that show. Uh, we got the Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor games. It kind of feels like a, oh, oh shoot, we totally forgot about the Jedi and the sequels. We need to course correct now so fans can forget about how bad those movies were. Now, after The Rise of Skywalker, it took about four years to announce a new Star Wars film that's set after the prequels. Disney got really safe with the content and didn't take any risks. They wrapped up The Clone Wars made The Bad Batch, released Obi-Wan Kenobi, Book of Boba Fett, and are working on the Ahsoka show. Some of the content is pretty good, but instead of pushing the envelope and developing a story 
that builds upon the sequel trilogy, Disney was content with just filling out the Star Wars timeline. It's easier to create stories when you already know the ending. Pushing the story forward is a lot riskier, as major decisions could have a profound impact on prior canon. That's really frustrating for me, because you always want to see the story move forward with new ideas, characters, settings, and plot points. While I do appreciate some of the content that's released, it feels formulaic and relies heavily on cameos and nostalgia trips. I want to say I'm 60% confident that Disney heard the chirping regarding the sequels and played it safe with the Star Wars content. I could still be wrong, though. The Last Jedi brought in $1.3 billion worldwide, with an estimated profit of $417.5 million. The Rise of Skywalker grossed $1 billion worldwide and brought in $300 million in profit per Deadline.com. Does feedback really matter when you're raking in the dough? Is it possible to be too negative or too critical of a piece of entertainment? Passionate Company of Heroes 3 fans wrote angry letters on the official Discord. The clown emoji became one of the most popular reacts on the Discord server when responding to relic posts. Some gamers collectively vowed to review bomb the game by changing their Steam reviews to a negative rating, almost like a strike action. Others wanted the game to fail and fail miserably in order to spite Relic. People were posting screenshots of how few people played the game compared to Company of Heroes 2 and counted down the weeks that the game would have zero player base. Clearly, the hate was strong. Now, my friend brought up a point I had never considered. In the context of video games, could you damage the product so much that a studio cuts their losses early and abandons further updates to the game? I guess that could be a risk. For example, if people end up review bombing Company of Heroes 3, Sega and Relic might stop making World War II strategies altogether due to the negative reception. Negative reviews generally mean poor sales, which discourages people from buying the game. But at the same time, is it really the consumer's fault for a game getting shelled? I don't think it's fair to blame the player for putting out a critical review or blasting the game. Gaming is a field where I can confidently say the customer is always right. If you make a bad game, then the criticism is warranted. So what should you do? Here's what I think. If you enjoy something, whether it be movies, books, games, a TV show, or whatever... Definitely speak out or make a video on that subject. It's important to express your opinion and get your voice out there. Whether those companies, studios, or creators hear and listen to your feedback is another story. All we can do is give our opinions and speak our minds. Just remember to be civil and respectful in how we communicate that feedback.